Hey, welcome to the High Blitzes Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Martinez. Today we have a special guest, Alan Quintanero, and Anthony is uh, co-hosting with us today. Alan, thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation today. I know Anthony is too. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. I appreciate you guys having me. We love we love what you guys have built. No, I, I appreciate you contributing as a whole in any way, shape, or form. And I think it's uh, it's cool to see young killers kill it in the land game. So I don't want to dwell too much on it, but uh, how old are you and how long have you been in real estate? And how'd you get into real estate? Uh, yeah, so I am 22 years old. I just turned 22 last month. I have been in real estate since I was about 17 years old. Okay. Uh, I was in high school. School really wasn't my thing. Uh, so I found, you know, found out about wholesaling. I went to an event and, uh, you know, met a mentor, older guy, and he kind of took me under his wing and just kind of taught me a bunch of the basics and the fundamentals. So started off like doing some driving for dollars while I was in senior year, you know, before the holiday break. And, you know, sent some mailers out, ended up getting a, a probate deal and, uh, closed it like the second semester of senior year. So I was like, man, it's, you know, I found it. This is it. You know, I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to, uh, you know, risk anything. I'm going to give it what it takes to make sure I figure this thing out, especially after that first check. Yeah. I ended up finding land maybe two, two and a half years ago. And, you know, here we are close to over, I think over a hundred deals later for sure. Yeah. Okay. Nice, man. One, one thing I really want to mention too is, uh, they haven't had very many people hit their first deal before they graduated high school. So congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. That's freaking amazing, bro. That's 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 super badass, man. How, what what event did you go to? Or how did you end up in this real estate event? You're in high school, and you just heard about an event from somebody. You saw a flyer, Facebook. How'd you end up at, at an event? Yeah. At so Grant Cardone was coming to Houston for free, uh, and I just came. He went out there. I seen him talk, and you know it was a room full of, uh, you know, people that were new, people that were experienced, and uh, the the one person I end up having to sit next to. Uh, he was pretty much like a teacher, mentor, and would kind of take people on under the wing. So I just felt like I was meant to be in that room sometimes when I think back on it. Alignment, 100%. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, no. My, I, I always like, you know, you see that like divine coincidence, like synchronicity. My dad says God incidents. So no wrong place at the wrong time. Right. That, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. That's, that's cool. I've been, I've been in real estate as long as us. I think you think about it, five years in the game. We just, yeah. we just, we, just thought we, we found land sooner. I, think, I guess that's the yeah. first one to get in there. Um, hey, yeah. How did you gravitate towards land, man, instead of like houses or, or multifamily and all that? Yeah. So, um, you know, just to kind of make it quick, because it could be a long story, of course. Uh, <laughs> you know, I after that first deal, I spent, you know, months and months, you know, learning how to market. So SMS, uh, cold call, and you know, I was generating leads, but I didn't have a CRM. So then, you know, they were just going to waste. So, you know, I kind of learned the uh, how to communicate with sellers and kind of the process of generating leads. Uh, so I went a whole year without a contract. Yeah, it Whoa. was a lot. Yeah, it was, do you know, targeting houses, but I did, I wasn't organized, right? So I was learning a lot of things. So, but it was a year, I, I wouldn't even say it was a year of failure. It was a year of learning the business. And, um, mm -hmm. I, like exactly a year later is whenever it clicked, I started getting contracts and um, yeah, I ran into land. I would say because my partner, AJ, um, you know, he told me about it, what he was doing. 
I looked at the numbers and like how many mailers it took to get to a deal. And we, we started off with, you know, just like very simple in the neighborhood type of lots. He will send offer letters. Um, and he showed me like, hey, look, we sent this much mail. There's so many contracts we got. And I was like, uh, why don't we just do that instead? Because the house is, you know, we're not getting anywhere near that. And, uh, you know, we pretty much built a pipeline up. I was spending, you know, consistently, I would say like six to eight hundred dollars a week, you know, just consistently dropping mail. And at that time, you know, we were building a pipeline up. We probably were getting about two to five contracts a week. Um, and yeah, so after that, you know, I realized that land can be more of like a, I kind of seen it as like a, an assembly line where, you know, we could just keep tossing the same type of inventory down the line. And, you know, we could do volume that way instead of houses where you run into so many issues and there's so many variables. So you, you're um, doing you were doing a lot of smaller land deals. Yeah. Um, and that's still kind of like our bread and butter. Um, uh, that's kind mm -hmm. of what our normal everyday deal looks like, uh, anywhere from like 30 to a hundred and 150,000 purchase price. Um, and then you just buy at 50% or less and, uh, you know, owner finance, we, we, we do an owner finance too. Dude, owner financing at your age, you're doing, you said two to five deals a week at your high point. How many deals are you doing a month right now? A month right now, we're kind of jumping between like the three and six range. Uh, dude, that's beautiful, it, dude. Beautiful, man. Crazy. You know, at, a, at an all-time high, yeah, we've had some pretty decent months where like on the small transaction side, we would get from like 140, 180. And then we had a couple deals where uh, I think, you know, I shared it with you guys. It was like a more of like a Hail Mary type of deal. We bought with hard money and uh, – so, you know, after that one, and, and I went to you guys' event afterwards, I was like, man, there's some, like, the, the you know, the profit or the deal size that's in land is you just can't find that in houses. Or, I mean, you could probably find it in a couple other asset classes, but uh, it's just at more risk. Yeah, they're a lot harder to move, too, um, from what I've seen. Because then everybody tries to low, everybody tries to low ball you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every show is low volume. Nah, that's amazing, yeah. man. How, how big is your team right? How big is your team right now? Yeah, so uh, we have me, and I handle like acquisitions and like systems and process, kind of like the, the overview of the team. Um, AJ handles dispositions and TC. He's my partner. You know, we started together, uh, so everything down the line, fifty fifty. Um, and then we have one virtual assistant that works um doing acquisitions he's actually from houston he just went back to mexico and you know he does really good for us um and we also have marketing director in person and and he's always making sure you know marketing always goes out that's one of the main things that's kind of kept the deal flow and uh yeah we just brought one person in 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 uh in person to act as well so we're at about like five to six people. Uh, and we just got to this point, right? Before we, we ran it pretty lean, it was just like four guys. And, you know, we were at the height of it. That's kind of where, you know, we had about four people. So how do you guys operate? Are, are you guys, do you do like a, a four-way split? Or do you guys like do like depending on who, who does acquisitions, who sells it, who finds the buyer, who funds it? What does that look so, like? You know? So, yeah. So uh, it's, it's changed since we've added people. Uh, mm -hmm. And we've grown our team. Like in the beginning, it was real simple. It's just like me and AJ, you know, split whatever down we get. Um, and then as we started to add people, you know, uh, Francisco, who is market director, 
he pretty much has like an equity stake in the company that you know he has a uh pretty much like the way we see it is you know he has ownership to make sure that the marketing goes out right um but other than that acquisitions and dispositions uh aj still does most of the dispositions so you know he's a partner and me and him go half and then acquisition yeah pretty much is whatever they actually end up locking up uh and that's what they get paid on um now as far as um like me, I still get on the phone. I still lock up deals, but you know now I'm trying to get to the point where you know kind of handling more of the the larger projects like you guys. Gotcha. No, that's cool, man. Um, I, I think it's I think it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool how far you come in such a short distance because you're uh, you're very young and you have a lot of potential ahead of you and a lot of opportunity ahead of you too. So I think it's pretty it's pretty amazing to see. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And uh, like, I think I, you know, might have spoke to you guys a little bit about this, but um, at like 15 years old, I started working with Mattress Mac. I don't know if you guys know who he is here in Houston, Texas. Yeah, yeah, I heard of Mattress uh, Mac. Yeah, he's famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually started working with him at uh 15, and uh, you know, he taught me like sales. I did everything from like pick up the trash to like mark, you know, the website sales and everything you can think of in between. Um, and I learned a lot through there that really helped me kind of advance quicker, you know, um, and the whole mindset thing that you needed for this stuff. Like he really helped me learn and understand a lot of this stuff. Wow. And that, that's amazing, man. Uh, that's kind of like the story of the mentor. You know, it, it takes somebody with the right mindset like yourself to be able to receive the message, but to have such a powerful mentor at such a young age, that's freaking amazing, dude. That's, I think that's everything. And, and Daniel and myself, like, no matter how far we get in this business, it always comes down to finding the correct mentors and people that that'll teach you the game. Like you kind of learn some of it through osmosis, and uh, that's cool, man. That you that you had that opportunity. That's that's freaking amazing. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, tell us a little bit about uh, how did you find us? I always like asking this question. Yeah, that uh, man. How did I find you guys? I want to say the first video I seen was the. 350 acre subdivide deal uh, i okay. think i seen that on youtube or that might have been what it was and uh i was like man that's exactly what i want to do like i want to like you know host you know subdivide a deal and and bring a bunch of people out there the day of and you know try to sell them as is because you know that just seems like a, a life that i would love that's kind of what i had in mind <laughs> that's cool man uh, we we didn't even post the full video of that. We have like little scattered videos out there all over the place, uh, from shorts. But the full video isn't out there yet. We're planning to release twenty twenty four. I don't know when we'll release it, but it should be a good little video. The full video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's cool. Really cool video. Oh, we did show it at the event. We did show it at the event. I forgot about that. Um, so uh, five years in the real estate. Um. How do you source private capital for land? Because I think this is probably one of the pains us as land investors have is sourcing private capital. Are you actually like wholesaling deals now or are you still wholesaling? Oh, uh, no, we actually, so whenever we get something under contract, uh, you know, we start marketing it. We at least try to generate a couple buyer leads. Mm -hmm. uh, if we do have to close on it, it shortens our whole time like significantly. Sometimes we'll hold it for like a week and then go right back to title and, you know, uh, to get it done quicker but as far as uh, private money uh, you know we have like you know from the time we started till now 
we were using a lot of our own money um, until we ran into a situation where, you know, we got stuck. And that's where we started just kind of getting family and friends. Um, that's really what it all started with. You know, uh, you know, a lot of our friends are really interested in the business. They see what we do. They know that it's profitable and that it's safe. And, you know, it's a piece of land. You know, we're getting it at a way below market value. And, um, you know, really just putting out there that what you're doing and it almost feels like people start to come to you and say, hey, like, you know, I see what you're doing. It's cool. Uh, and then you just kind of open up that door. And that's kind of where, where, what's brought us to some private money. Now, we're not, uh, you know, borrowing, uh, you know, large properties. As of now, it's usually like smaller price points, you know, 50% or less. And that's kind of the deals that we do get private money on. Yeah. That makes sense. Anthony? What did you say? I said, I'm telling you we're going to talk. No, not yet. I'm just picking up my boy, man. So I'm just uh, in the truck right now. You good? You good? All right. So, um, what are you? What do you see in the future? And what are you adjusting to currently in the current market uh, as far as land? And what markets are you targeting as a whole? Have you guys uh, seen any any anything in the market like major market changes? Right, we're we're in a recession right now. Uh, yeah, have, have you guys felt that in the last year too? Yeah, uh, definitely. The first six months of this year was a fight. Uh, it was more of like, you know, trying to stay in the game than, you know, striving at that point. I think that's a lot of people might not want to say that, but that's how it was for a lot of people. Um, now, once the second part of the year came, um, we started to see more activity for buyers. We started to see people come out the shadows a little bit more. Uh, but what we're doing to adjust is definitely, uh, you know, offer terms better now, you know, offer more terms. Uh, if it's a cash deal, we're just trying to, we're not trying to squeeze all the juice out of it. You know, if it's a cash deal, it's more about quick turnover than, um, you know, getting max, you know, for one parcel. Yeah, hundred percent. I think, I think, I think um, a lot of people, if you're, if you're having to put up the cash, don't squeeze as much as you can, because it's always, you might wait longer than you want to, and then you're losing the ROI and the time, the time, the time kills the deals. Uh, yeah, one, yeah. One thing I've noticed too is like we target a lot of MLS stuff, and the longer it sits on the market, the more we're aggressive. So you don't want to let your deal sit on the market that long, or else everybody's aggressive. Everybody starts getting aggressive at that point. Yeah. If you are putting MLS, and and that's like something that I, I really took from you guys' event was like we have to stop buying properties as much as we can. We got to start bringing in more partners, and just go all in on marketing. So that's kind of what we have switched and what has changed since we got, you know, we went to you guys event. Yeah. One, one thing is it's really, I, I think it's very underrated is that a lot of people that are like investing in real estate and like raising capital for real estate, they don't have deal flow. They don't have deal flow. And I think it's, it's one of the cool things to say about land is that there's always huge opportunity to find, even if it's a hundred thousand dollar deal, you can find that 50 cents in the dollar pretty easily. And it's pretty abundant. And there's a lot of opportunities like that. So I think there's a huge upside if you know what you're doing and know how to market. And I think knowing how to market is probably the biggest thing. Hey, how many, how many are you, is your, is, is uh, mailers your primary marketing source right now? Um, Right now, what we're doing is focusing like on the core three. So it'd be like cold call, SMS, and uh, mail. Now, last year, mail really, really worked well for us. Um, 
you know, the first half of this year, we definitely seen like a shift in it. So we took a pause for some time. Um, and then, you know, with launch control, having all those issues this year, uh, we wanted to like add cold call just because, you know, it was a pain, you know, probably like an entire quarter throughout the year. So three months or so our launch control was down. So, uh, you know, that's three months of marketing. That's a, that's a lot of time over the year, you know? Yeah. What's your, what's your, how fast do you turn out land deals? I think a lot of people have like a skepticism, like houses you have to turn over in 30 days with land. You probably we're probably like, especially smaller stuff. You're probably like 60, 90 days or less. What's your turnover? Yeah. Like for... I, I would probably say, yeah, I would probably say uh, right now, maybe like around 45 days, 30 to 45 days in that time frame. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, we we the 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 larger deal flow you get you're going into like six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of what happened to me on on one this year that we had bought. Uh, it was literally like three hundred and sixty eight days, and it was the we had hard money on it. It was you know it was a pretty the tough longest, the longest three hundred sixty eight days. <laughs> yeah, I was counting by the day. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens like that. We have we have a deal closing. It was supposed to close early December, and then uh, we got a text this morning that we're delayed another week. And we're like, next week's Christmas. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're trying to get this deal done before the end of the year. Like, and I've I've been working on this deal since June, so I'm just like, man, this is. It was like mid June when we closed on it, and we've been working on it probably since May, so it's just been time waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, you have you have to be patient, and uh, one that's one thing that I have trouble with. Sometimes I'm you know want to just keep going, but you know, sometimes you have to just write it out. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's definitely a unique niche in that way. But you just gotta wait more. You gotta wait more. <laughs> but the spreads are a lot bigger. So let's 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 break your little let's break let's let's uh let's dump on some house people for a second. So what's your average not necessarily assignment because you sometimes you have to close on it, but what's your like your average deal size when you're under that hundred thousand or less? How much are you making on those deals? So you know, if it's like a fifty thousand dollar property, uh typically we'll probably be buying it for about anywhere. We bought properties like that for fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars. So, you know, anywhere within that spread of twenty five and maybe thirty five thousand dollars on a fifty thousand dollar type of property. Um, now, if you start looking at terms as an option, uh, you know, the profit size increases way more. You just have to make sure you get them at the right price to be able to either tie it up or now we're looking at a couple of different ways that we could, you know, structure some of these notes. So for people out there, the average $20,000 of assignment fee in houses, all I have to do is go for $50,000 or more land properties and they can essentially make more. Yeah. And and the, yeah, the thing I like about it is that like there's more people who would probably want a piece of land than would want to just buy a house for the, re you know, like there's less investors than there is retail buyers in general. That's what I, how I feel about it. So you know, that $50,000 property, there's probably way more people open to buying it than, you know, just a, a house that, you know, maybe only a flipper or a long-term hold investor or somebody looking to own a house and live in it, you know, but, you know, that's kind of what we love, love land too. 
Yeah, that 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 smaller. If, as long as I hate deals that are like under twenty five thousand because it feels like there's no uh, there's no juice in the squeeze. Yeah, it's not even worth the effort, and there's still like there's still a lot of things that go on even in every deal that you do, even if it's worth ten thousand or fifty thousand. So you might as well go after the bigger stuff. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I heard about it already, and I'm pretty sure I, I got a pretty good uh, guess of what the number is. But biggest biggest deal size, the most profit you've ever made on one deal? Uh, it was two sixty seven. So, <laughs> yeah, that was the we talked about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell us so, a little bit about that deal if you can, man. Yeah, sure. So that was one that brought a lot of stress to us. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> more money, more problems. Yeah, yeah. So this was, you know, one of the time, one of the first times we ended up buying a property that was, you know, well over the 150k mark. Uh, so we, we sent a mailer to it. We sent an offer in the mail for 350. Um, you know, it was like an outlier. We were really going for like half acre lots in this neighborhood, but this 11 acre parcel popped up and we priced it right. You know, the guy got the letter. Um, so at the time we had an act guy go out there with. Uh, AJ, they locked it up for 320, so they got him a little bit cheaper. And uh, we actually assigned it whenever we were under contract, and we were supposed to make like 280, right? It was supposed to be a quick, easy deal where we, you know, were the most we ever made at the time. And uh, the buyer was just taking too long. They're like, we got to create an entity, an LLC, and they killed two weeks. And, you know, they, said they were going to put up earnest. They didn't put up earnest. So we wasted about like six weeks messing with this buy. So we look at the deal. The appraisal comes back at 900000 And we're like, man, we might as well buy it. Like, you know, let's we'll just go for it. It's a safe deal. You know, we really can't lose. Um, so we got hard money on it. We probably came to the, the closing table. It was like twenty grand. I had a $3,200 monthly payment. And uh, yeah, so... $3,200 a month plus, you know, your regular expenses, living, eating, it added up, you know, pretty crazy. It's pretty quick, too. Um, yeah. So the beginning of the year comes, we actually sold it pretty quick on the market for full asking. It was like $800,000 was the price we sold it for. Well, this other buyer was supposed to put earnings, too, but he, like, disappeared off the face of the earth. Like, he said he was in Europe. He sent the wire. The wire bounced for the earnest, and we never heard from the broker or the person again. So there's more time wasted, you know. Yep. Damn. So Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So we move. You know, as this all happens, we're in. You know, last year around the same time of this year. You know, holiday season. Rates start to rise, and you know, all the developers that were looking at it started to pass on it. And they said they're going to hold out. So. You know, we went a couple months holding it, found a buyer, you know, sometime in the summer. And then we ended up closing like in August. But this deal, you know, it really ran as dry. Like, you know, I thought you could, you know, I never knew you could go broke waiting for a payday. But, you know, we were pretty damn close. <laughs> 3200 a month. That'll do it. That'll do yeah. it. <laughs> and, uh, you going know, and, <laughs> that's going to be the title right there. Going broke waiting for a payday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but it was a good payday, you know. It it wasn't like you know we were bro we just had all of our cash tied up, yep. And you know bills don't stop coming, so you know we 
we end up, uh, thank goodness, we end up actually hitting for an assignment in that same neighborhood uh, for like 70000 a month before we end up closing that one. And uh, we closed that one, got all of our money back, you know, 267 profit. Everybody had a nice, you know, check. And we just, you know, just keep rocking after that. And we just moved on. Dude, what a beautiful story, man. Those, those deals, I mean, they're out there, but. They don't come along as often as you'd like to see them, man. So congrats. You know, that's freaking amazing, man. And sticking with it, too. Uh, how did you find a hard money guy? Is that somebody you already had business with? Because a lot of hard money guys don't like Len. Yep. Yeah. We had uh, to call a lot of people. Had to go through a lot of people to, to find, you know, the guy. And uh, actually met this guy, at, uh, Donovan Ruffin, mastermind. Uh, and he really, you know, he connected us to the guy and got us to lend in quick, easy, fast. And. You know, we moved on. We were supposed to assign it to ourselves and make a little bit, but we messed up on some paperwork and didn't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you live and you learn, man. Uh, yeah. Daniel and myself, we, we've been through the school of hard knocks this year. We got some legal stuff going on with some, some properties now. So we're learning a lot right now. Uh, we actually got, I got served with a, a Liz Pendens yesterday. And uh, now I'm, you know, you're supposed to like cease communication, hire an attorney, but I'm like, man, I already been through this enough times. I kind of know what how, like the lingo, I know what the what the what the steps are. So I'm continuing to talk to the guy. <laughs> and I think we're about to put it. I think we're about to put a deal together. But I was like, I've I've learned enough this year to know, like, hey, I, I kind of know how to navigate through this right now, and and chew through all the meat without even going to court. So I, I think we're about to put a deal together, even with that list pendant in place. So I would recommend anybody does that that's listening to this. <laughs> but yeah, you live and you learn, man. And there's there's no other way to do it. Yeah, I don't think there is any other better way to learn either, you know. You have to actually go through the motions to feel what's, you know, how to how it feels to go through some of this stuff. To feel the pain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mike Flores and myself have been talking about that a lot lately uh, after some of the things that have happened this year. And I'm like, dude, it's like you just pay to go to college, right? But there's no college for this. You actually have to be in the trenches. And if you lose a little money, it costs you a little money for an attorney, whatever it is. It's like, now nah, you got game now. You got school now. And you, you got to learn. You got to pay to play. Yeah, I agree. Sure. No, it's it's uh it's land, land, in, real estate and land has just been an interesting game, and uh we've just been we've been learning for a long time, and it it, it goes really good too because now we're using that with our lenders. Like, yeah, we've learned enough for now. We've learned enough. I think I think we're now ready to go. We're now ready to go to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way to learn, man. And, and Daniel and myself, we're very trusting. You know, we just think that everybody's on our side and everybody's going to work with us. Everything's going to go good. Everything goes amazing. But they, yeah, there's some sharks out there, man. You know, they try to get you, you catch you slipping. They try to get you like on a sheet of paper. You know, you miss one little thing, one line, one, you know, anything. And they'll try to get you. So yeah, it's, it, now you, we, we're going to be, I think from here forward, we're going to start playing a lot more defense. Yeah. I think, I think we need to Google every buyer that con we contract, especially on bigger properties, just to make sure how many lawsuits they got. <laughs> start researching the buyers and the sellers first start researching the buyers and the sellers because that's what happened yeah. with the, with this buyer we're dealing with right now that's sort of those pendants apparently he's suing like a bunch of other people so he's up there like all over the internet pursuing a bunch of other people so yeah. sometimes, sometimes all, the google, all you need is a google search i'm pretty sure you could have found it all out right yeah dude i'll I tell you i'll teach you something right now um when you're doing the smaller deals, right, like 100 and below, 100 grand, 200 grand, easy peasy, man. Once you start getting deals that are over a million, two million, three million, whoo, there's a lot of sharks up there, bro. Yeah, and they're they're vicious. Like they're not your friend. So you you gotta make sure your paperwork is super tight. Everything you say, 
by email, by text, is super tight because said, you think you're doing a regular smooth transition on a deal that's, you know, 100 grand, 120 grand, done this 100 times, but it's a $3 million deal, man, and the fangs come out, bro. You're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen this before. So it's a whole different <laughs> ballgame. What are, what are the couple things that you're kind of running into, you know, with dealing at those price points? Um, uh, For one, dates, right? So if, if you have a date that says, hey, we're closing on this date, and you don't have any kind of extension clauses or option clauses or anything to, for a way to extend, that's you're you're dead in the water, man. Because on a multi-million dollar deal, everybody needs more careful. More careful. More careful. Those those can drag it out. You know, it's like you get a little hundred thousand of deal, and you know, hey, it's coming up on the extension date Tuesday. Hey, sir, I'm gonna need to close Wednesday, and oh, I got a big deal on a two million dollar deal. It ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Tuesday, we, right, we're going to court now. Yeah, and, and that's I'm pretty fun. sure it'd be. Um, you're breaking up a little bit, Anthony. Um, one thing I'll say is the pa- paperwork. Um, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear what Alan said. I was gonna say. Uh, honestly, I forgot. I was waiting for Daniel. <laughs> I got lost. Uh, different pain points. You kind of broke up a little bit at the end, Anthony. But um, pa- paperwork. Okay, I'm back in that same spot where you were, I was breaking up last time. Yeah, yeah. Pa- paperwork timelines. Um, everything's got to be, uh, um, you have to, you have to be on your toes with everything because mm-hmm. everybody's watching. And then what he, I think he was trying to say before he cut out was there's a lot of, um, money usually at stake. So people are usually willing, like, Hey, contract's over. Like you didn't abide by your timeline. So people are more, can, uh, they're more obeisant to the, to the timelines that they're, that are allotted. And if you don't just stick to the timelines or voice your concerns about the timelines, they just they don't care. Yeah, they'll find another buyer. So, <laughs> um, I think I think it's uh understanding everything that you're talking about. And this is what we always try and tell our students too. Like, if it's a seven figure more deal, and if you haven't done it before, please work with somebody on it because, like I said, there's sharks up here, and they will sue you. Very, they will sue you. So we want to make sure that if you are going to up in those waters and don't have experience, make sure you at least have somebody's help who's done it before because um, you definitely know what to look for and know what to look out for because people are going to – and you always want to ask for everything up front that you think you're going to need. Um, try and get all your terms up front that you're asking for throughout the whole transaction on day one versus day 90 or day 120 or – 10 days before your your contract expires, you know? Yeah. You always want to be as upfront as possible when you're coming into this stuff. And yes. I feel like at, at like that press point, it's just a lot easier to be clear with these people because, you know, like today, for example, I went to go to a property that's like 174 acres. And, you know, I explained kind of how, you know, you guys thought at the event, like, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I plan on doing. I'll probably sell a couple lots and then, you know, pay you up front, you know, your whole down payment out of that. And, you know, he was completely cool with it. He understood the thing. And he said, you know, he felt like, you know, he was talking about how other people came by and they were just suit and tie kind of people. But he just felt more comfortable and he trusted me without, you know, he said they were like pulling up in private jets and nice cars. You know, he he's the guy in the middle of the country. <laughs> yeah. one these, these sellers, they want to sell to local people. They don't want to sell to foreign People from California, like me, they don't want to sell. <laughs> they don't want to sell. They don't want to sell to foreign entities. 
So if you come in with jeans and a t-shirt, they're like, oh, okay, this guy's he's he's legit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get a lot more respect from 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 the franchise that way. <laughs> for sure, for sure. 174 acres. What part of town? Um, that is north of Houston, north of Houston, northeast of Houston. In like uh the Montgomery County. Okay. Yeah, um, I was looking at a deal. I looked at like two deals in the last week north of Houston. I can't even remember where they're at. I was. It might have been mine. I, I I shot it over to uh, Andrew too. Actually, I think he told me he he, he was gonna take a look at it. Maybe that's one like that. I looked at a lot of deals, man. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'll, like people call me and they're like, "Hey, did you check out the deal? Like, you got you got to start from scratch." <laughs> um, where can people where where are you buying deals, and where can people send you deals if they want to send you a deal? Um, I am buying in Houston, surrounding areas, uh, Dallas, surrounding areas, and uh, you can send me deals on Instagram. I'm always on Instagram, uh, you know, talking to people, chatting with people who want to learn about land. Uh, and that is A L A N H Quintero, Q U I N T E R O, and just first name H Quintero, last name, and uh, yeah, I should pop up. There you go. Uh, what is a quote that is yours or somebody else's that you resonate with? Uh, let's see. One time Mac told me, he's like, if you want something in this life, you have to be willing to give your life up for it. And he told me, he's like, uh, I gave him up my life for this shit. And he like slammed his fist on the desk. He was talking about his business, and you know, how far he's come, which is true. You know, he's worked seven days a week for 40 years. You know, he's a hardworking guy, and, you know. Being a dad and I hear that and I'm like, wow, you know, like it, it really like gave me chills. I always get chills when I think about that. <laughs> yeah, Mattress Mac, he's I I definitely get I've never met the guy. I've seen some videos online of him, but I've definitely seen some uh he's definitely seems like that guy that he's he's worked seven days a week for his whole life. His yeah, whole life. yeah. They do they do like really, really big numbers there. <laughs> and he's a great operator for sure. I mean, he leads from the front. I think it's the great, is the best thing about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm sure I'm like even me thinking about that. You probably learned a lot of leadership from Mattress Mac because he was in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, he would do anything from pick up the trash to you know greet a customer and walk to the back and take care of the you know warehouse people, help them out. You know what? You know, and he was you know 70, 72, 73 years old. You know, he's still outworking me. You know, getting up earlier, leaving later. And it was just like, you know, it's inspiring. <laughs> is there yeah, a, uh, I say, yeah, do you have a, a word of advice for someone who's young out there who's just getting started? And uh, you know, what what would you do over if you could do it over again? Like what's what's the shortcut from just wanting to start learning wholesaling and starting on the journey to to getting to the next level? Like what would you say that the, the, yeah. the catalyst is for that? This is not a sales pitch. I would definitely not even lie. If I start like if I was new, I had to start scratch. I would probably be working hand on hand with you guys uh, because, you know, you have the, uh, you know, the experience behind you. You have private money behind you. You know, you have bigger deals that you can go after right out the gate. And I think that's an issue that, you know, sometimes starting out, people go where they think that, you know, they can afford to buy properties. But if you shoot high and you get into these bigger deals, you know, in the beginning and you, you know, get a partner with, you know, you guys, 
Um, you don't have to wait to the end to get paid. You know, you can get paid probably a little earlier if you don't want to take it all the way. But, um, you know, there's just so much more value. I think I would I would probably go that route, honestly. Appreciate that. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you for saying that. You know, like, I said, like we talked about at the beginning of the call, me and Daniel were really big on, on mentorship. So if it's not us, you know, even somebody like yourself, you gotta you got to follow somebody who knows more than you in the beginning until you kind of grow your own wings. And, you know, the way you guys are putting a team together, um, that's beautiful, man. That's what it's all about is finding the right people to work with. And it makes your life so much easier. Everybody wants to be a lone wolf and kill it. And I'm going to show everybody. And I think that's, that's a wrong mentality, man. Just be humble and get behind somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. And yeah, that, I think that's a shortcut too, man. Yeah. And I think like, you know, my thing is, you know, I'm not really trying to be the Michael Jordan of land. I'm maybe like the, the coach in the back, you know, like putting everything together. It's kind of more of my personality. <laughs> No, I think I think you you can take the land game to different levels, and you can just be an operator and just do good deals for however long you want to do it for, and make a lot of money and do it that way. And then you can teach and educate, and then you can coach and speak and all this stuff about it. Like there's different levels to it, and you don't just have to go all that far uh, if you don't want to. In due time, in due time, you'll find your place. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Alan. I really appreciate your time, and I hope a lot of people learn some stuff about land and uh, opportunities in land, and that you can do it at a young age and kill it, just like Alan here. So, I hope you. Hey, man, how, how old were you when you did that that two sixty seven deal? I was twenty one. No, I was twenty one. Yeah, that's, that's what we're gonna call this one: two two hundred sixty seven thousand at, at twenty one years old. <laughs> Congrats, man! That's kick ass, dude. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, you know, what you guys built, like I said, it was an amazing thing. And, and I hope we can do some deals together, man. I'm, I'm shooting, uh, shooting out some stuff. Before, man. We're going to do a lot of business together. I feel it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You know what to do. Go like, share, subscribe, share with a friend. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. If you would like to receive hot leads right to your cell phone in a text message, check out hiveleads.io and you can receive the same leads we've been receiving in our campaign for three and a half years that's made us successful in the land game. Check us out.